the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. The following program is pre-recorded. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. have financial goals and dreams we can help you achieve them welcome to financial food for thought the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth Indiana applies for this federal funding, will you stand up that this school be open to all students? Thank you, Congresswoman, for your question with regard broadly to uh, school choice. And it's actually I kind can, of narrow because well, I have one minute left. And and I, I would like to refer back to your um, question about the the comment about those. I'm sure you would. I want change. I want to ask particularly. Is there a line for you on state flexibility? You are the backstop for students and the right to access a quality education. Would you, in this case, say we are going to overrule and you cannot discriminate, whether it be on sexual orientation, race, special needs, in our voucher programs? Will that be a guarantee for me and for our students? For states who have programs that allow for parents to make choices, they set up the rules around that. So that's a note. That, Do you see is- any circumstance where the Federal Department of Education under your leadership would say that a school was not qualified? What if they said, we are not accepting African-American students, but that was okay with the state? Does the state trump? Do you see any situation where you would step in? Well, again, I think the, the uh, Office of Civil Rights and our Title IX protections are broadly applicable across the board. But when it comes to parents making choices on behalf this of their isn't, This students, isn't about parents making choices. This is about use of well, I could let this go on, Carrie. Oh, you, yeah, you I've had the enough. Point. You know, you it's, that's, of course, our educational secretary, Betsy right? DeVos, being um, when she was going through her, her hearings to become, you know. Right. And... You know, they were talking there about school choice. So as Alice Cooper, our song there in the beginning, in the first line, we have no choice, right? Right. So, you know, Trump hired her with the idea that he wanted the school voucher program. Right. That wasn't one of his campaign speeches Mm -hmm. or campaign, you know, things, right? And 
So a lot of people thought that she was going to be, um, you know, working towards that. Well, it's now it's dead. Right. It ain't happening. Um, you know, and, and so it's interesting. So she's coming under more fire now because, you know, one of the things that she was hired to do that they mm-hmm. thought she could right. get done and with her leadership. Right. But she sucked. failed. But she can't, you know, she can't do it by herself necessarily right. i mean right because she when, when all if everybody's backing you and everybody is on the same page it's easy to move forward but right. when you have clearly um opposing views or or different philosophies it's a little bit harder to get the job done right so it, it goes in line with our theme that we've been doing here at the uh financial food for thought in the last few weeks is talking about back to school issues, right? Um, beyond just the idea of buying school supplies, you know, we've been talking a lot about, uh, you know, the cost of education, um, the the one point five trillion dollar in student loan debt. Mm-hmm. Um, is college still worth it? You know, mm-hmm. who should pay for college? Should you be paying for your kids' college? Should you be paying for your grandparents' college, kids' college? Should you be paying, uh, you know? I think it's up to you. I don't think it, yeah. And there's no right or wrong answer. I mean, everybody feels differently about that. Right. And if you are planning on paying for either your children's college education or a portion of it or your grandchildren's college education or a portion of it, how do you work that into your own financial plan? So you, And maybe you want to, Mark, or that what if you can't afford to or don't know if you can afford to? Right. So we'll continue talking about that. But, you know, a lot of people were hopeful that the school voucher would, would come uh, into mm-hmm. play. Um, and it's basically what it's breaking down to. It's a state versus federal issue. In other mm-hmm. words, so there's a lot of, you know, conservative Republicans who say we don't want bigger government and and right. setting up a federal voucher program is not is only doing that is more regulations more intervention right yeah. and and well even know. when she was replying saying some of those issues of discrimination are fall under another entity so do we want to create more entities to regulate right Well, good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought, and we're a financial educational talk radio program here every Saturday morning on 1420 a.m. between 9 and 10. We are sponsored by the estate planning team, and the estate planning team has been helping people in the greater Cleveland area for more than 30 years, whether it's individuals, families, business owners, um, through unbiased objective analysis and recommendations and we are an Ohio registered fiduciary planning firm and we're what you think of as a traditional fee-based financial planner and what that is is we build long-term realistic financial plans so that our clients are very clear on what's happening with their assets, um, income, expenses, inflation, taxes, different growth rates, and putting that together in a long-term projection so it makes it easier to analyze if I make a decision today, what's the long-term impact, and putting different strategies together so that people get the most net benefit um, based on their goals during their lifetime and at passage, their family dynamics, and putting it into a comprehensive way. Um, the estate planning team is also known for comp- our coordinated planning. We talk a lot on the show about the advisors that are important pieces of a great financial plan and how you work together to get the best result and also you know, are working to one goal on our client's plan. 
And they're customized. Everyone's different. Um, the estate planning team is also accredited and A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau. We've won the Super Service Award on Angie's List multiple years. We offer free consultations, um, classes, and we're going to talk on the show today. There's there's three different ways we can help you. Um, certainly one that maybe I should add four markets. Um, you can listen to this program and hopefully there you'll you learn go. something. Sure. Um, so I just want to mention to people we have classes or you can... Um, free consultation. We're going to get talking more detail later, but you can call 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or financialfoodforthought.com. No, okay. I was just going to say that not only, you know, and we know you might not be always catch this show on mm-hmm. Saturday mornings um, at 9 a.m., but, you know, remember that the podcasts are out there. Right. So, so that, if you missed it or right. don't, are busy during the week. Or, so you just go to, uh, WHK1420, the answers, uh, website, mm-hmm. and then search on local podcasting and you'll find, you know, us, you know, find the name of our program, Financial Food for Thought. And so you, they have, they don't have, they have about six or seven, I think, backlogged. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can hear them at any time your convenience, wherever you're at. Uh, you know, I, you know, you could listen on your phone, you could listen on your computer, um, you know, lots of good ways. And then, of course, uh, you listen to Mark Donnelly and Carrie Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. The estate planning team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 33 years. And we do it one plan, one family at a time. Mm-hmm. And over those decades, we spent a lot of time talking to our clients about how, you know, to build in if you're planning on paying for college mm-hmm. and it's not the same plan for everybody you know right. you don't necessarily you know ask your neighbor what they did for their kids college right and it's customized when you start i know you had some examples i believe it was last week or the week before time flies that you know depending on what age you start saving do you want to based on a public private and you and you ex- it showed the different examples on how much you have to put away every year based on those variables what growth rate right and, and we'll have some more i've got some more number crunching for you today too but before we get to that so let's see what else happened during the week um job good jobs report mm-hmm. right um better than expected you know um you know came in you know so that was what uh the mm-hmm. consensus was about one hundred ninety one thousand. you know new non-farm payrolls it came in at over two hundred two hundred and one thousand. Um, unemployment stayed the same, three point nine percent. The big, the big, uh, you know, exciting or you know, eyebrow raising was that the wage, averagely, you know, wage growth, which everyone's been waiting for, mm-hmm. that ticked up, you know, over the year over year uh, calculation. That's up two point nine percent. That's like the highest in the last decade, right? Um, so now, you know, is it finally happening? You know that that uh, everything is coming together now. You know and. and but that you know a lot of people say well look out here comes inflation you know because if right. now wage growth is going going mm-hmm. up that means more people have more money to spend which then leads to inflation right um and uh, but you know the federal reserve you know i do expect to see a, a a hike in interest rates in september later this month and again probably in december and 3 to 4 next year 
Um, but so interest rates will be going up. So keep that in mind when you're looking to get, if you're looking to get into mortgages or if you're looking to get into, um, any type of financing debt or it, on the other side, if you're looking to, uh, get some of the cash you've been laying sit idle, you know, working for you with CDs, you know, I was gonna say the laddered CD, the ladder concept, CD concept, or? you know, every six months, every couple of months, you know, a ladder them out. And so, you know, the idea is that it keeps your cash reserve there every six months. You, a CD comes due. If you need it for cash reserve, you replenish it. If you don't, you have an opportunity of, of investing in the re-ladder going out longer because, mm-hmm. you know, and, and a rising interest rate market. Right. Because chances are CD rates will be better six months from now than they are today. Mm-hmm. You could use that same concept, carry with fixed annuities, except when you're de- dealing with fixed annuities, usually talking about years of, you know, surrender penalties right. versus months when you're talking right. about CDs. But we'll t- talk more about that. Um so it was a good jobs report, and we'll see how that goes. Um, and by the way, you know, New York Fed Chairman John Williams came out this week, and you know, because there's been a lot of talk here, and we talked on this show about the yield curve flattening, right. right? And the ideas if it inverts, in other words, if the short term rates, uh, you know, if the long term rates of the treasuries get right. lower than the short term rates. That's an issue. That's an issue. But here this week, you know, remember I told you the the Fed kind of been, you know, in the last Fed meeting, they kind of said, well, it's different this time. Remember I was saying Right. That? Everything's different this time. Yeah, Isn't always, that the truth? It's always different this time. Um, but New York Fed Chairman John Williams came out this week and said it's different this time. Um, and he's not necessarily concerned with an inverted yield curve. Okay. Just pretty much throwing out the window that, you know, the, 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 the historical, you know, the last seven recessions were preceded by a, a inverted yield curve. But it's different this time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. It very well um, could be. Um, how that goes. Um, just a little scam. Scam alert. Scam alert. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of those out there. All right. There. So did you hear, everyone's going to get new Medicare cards, right? Have right. you heard this, right? Um, because what... What the government, you know, this is something the government wanted to, you know, start talking about doing a few years ago. And they're finally getting around to it. And, you know, and again, it's like, you know, moving a, a tanker ship, you know, move slowly in the federal government, right? Um, but the idea is they wanted the Social Securities off for security purposes, and they wanted to come up with a unique number identifying your Medicare eligibility. Right. So as you know, your old Medicare cards had your Social Security number on it. So that's Which a no-no. they're trying to stop. Do you remember when the Social Security numbers used to be on your driver's license? Sure. Now, you know, so yeah. they're trying to cur- yeah. curb identity theft. And- Carrie, anyone who wants my Social Security number, I'm sure it's out there. Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Um, now, but whatever. All right. So, you know, the Medicare cards, the red, white, and blue cards, right? And mm-hmm. and, and, and believe me, you know, and, and again, if you've got elder parents, you, you got to help them with this. Mm-hmm. Even if they say they don't need it, sometimes you just need to yeah, try. Because if 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 your elder parent mistakenly misplaced their Medicare card, that's going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. I don't know when it's going to be an issue, but it will be an issue. So you might have to help them. That you might want to give them a heads up and saying, "Mom, Dad, you know that you know they're they're you're getting a new Medicare card. Don't mm-hmm. throw it out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with a, with the junk mail." All right, because it's going to be mailed to you. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Now, don't be looking for, you know, there's, it, it, it's, I'm not saying it's coming tomorrow, right? Um, I think they got to send out, you know, 60, 70 million of them. So it's going to take time. Right. So the idea is, um, but here's the scam they're mailing them to you. No one from Medicare is going to call you up 
and say, Mrs. Smith, we need your personal information that you have to give us right now over the phone so we can send you your new Medicare card. Can I tell you a good idea, way to avoid a scam? If somebody calls you and start asking for any of your personal information and it's an incoming call, don't give it to them. Right. Here's the second thing. If someone calls you up and say you, you need to send them a check or, or give them a credit card number to buy your, so you can get your new Medicare card, don't believe them. It's right. free. Oh, I'm sure they're on that. Yeah. The government is not going to call you to charge you for your new Medicare card or to say they need personal information for you over the phone so you can get your new Medicare card. That's right. not going to They should have that. Um, I wanted to remind people ways we can help. Um, one is through a free consultation. Um, we offer a free no obligation consultation at our home offices or any of our other office in the greater Cleveland area. And our consultations are very different um, than what you've. Um, maybe been to before, but we really sit down and talk about what you're trying to accomplish. Um, and if you give us information ahead of time, um, we have a little worksheet that we have you fill out. We'll actually do some preliminary analysis um, based on whether you, and it can apply to people who are working and thinking about their future retirement. Um, you may be starting to think, hey, I have pe- if you're lucky enough to still get a pension, you might have pension elections, timing of Social Security, and just saying, hey, I've worked a lot. Maybe I want to work less um, and not the 50, 60-hour work week. Um, you know, maybe I, I'm thinking, hey, can I afford to work part-time? Um, or if you're in retirement, maybe it's creating the cash flow you need more tax efficiently. Maybe you want to, you've listened to the show and you say, hey, I want to make sure I have minimum required distribution coming up. I don't want to go over those thresholds where my tax, um, I'm going to go to the another tax bracket or my Medicare B premiums are going up um, or whatever that is. We sit down and talk about your issues. And if you provide stuff, we do some preliminary analysis so that we're talking about your numbers and your information. It's very helpful. Um, and if you're someone who does have IRAs, company plans or those similar assets, we'll actually show you the impact of minimum required distribution um, and ha- show you in that consultation how much you get to spend how much goes to the government, and then how much left for your family. And I think that's a very shocking thing for many people who come in and who have those types of assets. And if you want to schedule a free consultation, you can call the office. We're not there, but we will call you on Monday. Just let leave us where we can reach you at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or you can send an email, um, any email from the website will come directly to me um, and I will respond. Um, that's financialfoodforthought.com and you can, there's different buttons. You can sign up for the newsletter. There's a free consultation button. Sometimes I do incentives, which I think there's one now for you to come in and just look at these issues. And it is, again, without pressure. That's financialfoodforthought.com or the estate planning team at 440 239 2090. All right. And, you know, the other thing, too, is, um, you know, a lot of there's a lot of talk about when you should start Social Security. Right. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of mis- and, and we're finding, um, you, you know, people are getting confused on a couple of different of the threat, what we call the milestones or the thresholds. Right. Let me try to give you some examples, Carrie. Um, 
Okay, like Medicare. Like we were just talking about Medicare. Right. Okay, so that the, the 65 is the age you can get Medicare, right? Right. Um, and it doesn't mean that you, you're, you're starting Social Security at the exact same time. Which a lot of people think when they fill out the planning guide, they'll say, oh, my full retirement at age 65 and they write in the amount I'm going to get. Well, no, I think people get confused. Right. So it's, it's different. Your Social Security... And your Medicare isn't necessarily starting at its same age. Mm-hmm. Medicare right now is set at 65. Mm-hmm. Social Security election, you can start anywhere between age 62 and 70. Now, you do have what's considered your full retirement age. And for most listeners, that's going to be somewhere between ages you know, 66 and 67 mm-hmm. for most of the listeners. Um, now, so, you know, the other one, too, is, uh, you know, so a lot of people are kind of know that. They get more Social Security income if they wait till the end, right? You know, because every year you delay beyond your full retirement age. Right now, the government's giving you an extra 8% benefit per year. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, right? Depending on how long you think you're going to live and if you have a spouse. Right. But, you know, so that's age 70. Now, there, it makes no, it, there's no advantage to waiting any day beyond age 70. Mm-hmm. For Social Security, because the you don't get any more, you don't get any more. So some people would sometimes we hear they confuse age seventy and a half with age seventy when they're thinking about this. Right. See, age seventy and a half is when your required minimum distributions have to begin. That has nothing to do with your Social Security election. Mm-hmm. So you know you maybe say so sometimes you know people say oh I, I'm going to go get Social Security at seventy and a half. Well, well, no. What you're really saying is you want to. Maybe you're trying to delay to age seventy, but you don't want to delay to age seventy and a half, right? Right. Seventy and a half is when required minimum distributions begin. All right. Now, so, but what we've been talking about is that we are now finding out that when, let's say, you were going to delay Social Security to age seventy, so now, uh, you know, a month before your seventieth birthday, you go in to see them, and we always recommend go in to see them. You know, you, right. you maybe you could do this over the the internet, you know, or maybe you can call them. We recommend you go into the office and let me tell you, don't just show up, make an appointment. If yeah, if you can't, if you uh, can, because you, by the way, you're not the only one walking in that day. Uh, and we've had stories where people walked in and they waited for hours and still didn't get seen. All right now, um, all right, so. But what we're finding is they go in and and the uh, Social Security beneficiary, you know, says, "Okay, I want to start my Social Security benefit. I'm now that I'm turning 70. And all of a sudden they are offered a retroactive lump sum payment. And you mentioned cases last week. Right. Where people were. We had a couple of cases of clients. Yeah. And and we didn't hear this 10 years ago. No. Um, you know, and, and all of a sudden now, sometimes they may present that to you. You could always ask for that too. If they don't right. present that to you, you could bring it up and say, okay, by the way, I, if I, you know, and, and, but you know, the idea is they somehow say, well, we could go backwards mm-hmm. and, and pay you a lump sum for a previous amount of months. Right. And then, but the trick that what happens though, you don't get the new age 70 benefit going forward. Right. You're going to get the previous benefit so that kind of defeated your whole purpose of delaying although like we said before is that though it looks really good when you're coming in saying oh i'm gonna make my election and all of a sudden i see a pile of money for some people it could be twenty we've had some people i believe it was sixty thousand. right well yeah uh, it's like oh 
Right. So the, it's a right. nice pile of money. I didn't know that I had access to. Right. So the one that you know that um, the one case we were working on, it was sixty-seven thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Okay. So they could either, you know, if they took their age seventy benefit, it was going to be two thousand eight hundred and forty-one dollars a month. Okay. Okay. Or the Social Security said we'll give you a sixty-seven thousand dollar retroactive lump sum, and then your ongoing benefit would be two thousand four hundred and twenty-five dollars a month. So it's a $416 a month spread. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the client was wondering, well, do I take the sixty-seven grand, or do I just forgo that and take the higher 2800 a month forever? Mm-hmm. Well, can, how do you figure that out? Well, one, I would think it's the answer may be different if you're married versus single. It may be different if you're healthy or not healthy. What other assets do you have in the back? I mean, do you if you're ne- thinking yeah, about income replacement. Do you need the income right away? Our particular client, they were married. He and she was a few years younger than him. You know, she was 67. Mm-hmm. And um, it also matters, if, is, this the, is this the primary Social Security beneficiary? In other words, if you're, of a, if you're in a couple and both of you are going to get Social Security benefits, who's going to get the higher one? Mm-hmm. That's what we're concerned about, right? Because the higher one, the higher benefit when it's elected is the one that's going to be going on in survivorship. Mm-hmm. So the general rule is at the time of the first death, the lower Social Security benefit drops off and the survivor gets the higher of the two forever. And for some people, when the wife's benefit isn't very much, that can be huge. And if they're younger, that could be huge. Right. Now, in this case, the client said, no, Mark, I'm not going to spend the $67,000. i am going to invest it. Okay. Okay. Um, and then I'll just live on the new lower benefit. Okay. I said, okay, um, because if you just look at the 67000 I mean, you know, the difference of $416 a month in spread, that's close to 5000 a year. So if you, if you take $67,000 divided by 5000 the break even is about 13 years. That's if you were spending it. Mm-hmm. it but, if, if, but this client saying, Mark, I'm not going to spend it. So it's not, that's not my break even. He's right. Because mm-hmm. he's saying, I'm going to invest the 67000 and never touch it. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So now we have to do a little bit more math. Mm-hmm. So now we have to set up, a, we have to tell the robot, hey, I want to see a comparison of if I take $67,000 right now and invest it, or I can, you know, because my point is, well, if you're not going to spend any more, then right. you're not, you don't need to spend the additional $416 a month. Okay. Because that's keeping apples and apples. If you're saying you're going to live on the lower Social Security benefit. Anyway. Anyway. Right. Well, then I'm saying you have the opportunity of investing the $416 a month every month forever. Okay. All right. So now what? So the question is to the robot, well, how quickly will the ongoing investment of $416 a month equal what the lump sum $67,000 is growing? Right. Can you do that math in your head, Carrie? I cannot. Okay. Well, you have to make some assumptions, right? The mm-hmm. one assumption, this is how you customize it to your own calculation. That's why you don't ask your neighbor what they did. Right. Okay. Um, so the first thing is, well, what rate of return are you going to assume on your investment? Whether it's the $67,000 lump sum or it's the $416 you're going to invest every month forever. Maybe there's a couple of growth rates I want to look at. Maybe so. So let's start with five. Okay. Okay. Um, so now we're saying, all right. So by the way, if, if I take, you know, you know, 67, you know, so at what age does the $416 a month, the accumulated investment based on a 5% return, start outperforming the $67,000 lump sum earning 5%? Okay. Okay. Now, in this case, they were concerned about the younger, the wife. 
because she was, you know, he felt she was going to go on a lot longer than him. So the break even for her was age 87 at a 5% rate of return. Okay. Mm-hmm. She goes, well, I have a good chance I'm going to go beyond age 87. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So maybe you don't want to take the lump sum. All right. Um, let's say you used a 4% rate of return. What do you think? 5% is two pie in the sky. Okay. Okay. At a 4% rate of return, the break even is her age 85. Okay. Okay. What if you say, Mark, my guy's telling me I can get 6% on my investments. God bless you. Right. Okay. At 6%. Okay. Now the break even is 91. So maybe you're saying, ah, maybe I take the lump sum because my guy's telling me he can get 6%. No problem. Okay. All right. Um, but here's a little thing you might have not thought of. You might even forgot to tell the robot. See, because Carrie, when you get the $67,000 lump sum, that's it, right? Right. When you elect to get the higher $460 a month, remember, that's going to go- get a cost of living That's going to go up with the cost of living increase. So now you better go back and tell the robot, hey, let's enter in a cost of living in- increase on the ongoing $416 a month. And maybe we want to be conservative in that. We use 1.2%. We're taking like a 10-year running average. Okay, 1.2%. Okay, now if I use a 1.2% cost of living on the ongoing income, now all of a sudden all those break-evens I just got told you are two years shorter. Okay. So at, at 4%, it's no longer 85, it's age 83. Okay. At 5%, it's no longer 87, it's 85. Okay. At 6%, it's no longer 91, it's 87. Okay. Um, now, you could go one step further. What you know? Because I know some people say, "Mark, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to take that lump sum, and we're going to have a market correction in the first couple of years." Well, let's tell the robot to model that in, right? Because remember, if you're taking the higher benefit from Social Security, they still pay that to you, whether there's a market correction or not. Okay, right. If you take the lump sum and invest it, and there's a market correction, sequence of returns right in the beginning that could hurt your break even. Okay, so can you do that math in your head, Carrie? No. No, because you have to tell the computer what type of uh, market correction you want to see. So I told the robot, I want to see a 5% loss in the first year, then we're in a period of recovery. Assume 0% the next year, then 2.5% the third year, and then by the fourth year, we're back to our five. Mm -hmm. So I modeled in a correction, a period of recovery, coming out of the tunnel and back to normal. Okay, over four years. Running in the both same way, that same scenario for the lump sum or the additional $460 investment. Okay. Um, now, you know, what's her break even? Um, well, at 5% with a 1.2% COLE, it's now down to 81. Okay. All right. So, does, you know, you know now I hear, I, hear the, I hear the bulls out there, Carrie. Okay. They're saying, Mark, what are you talking about? There's no recession in sight. Because it's different this time. It's different this time. The Federal Reserve, there's no overheating of the market. <laughs> so the boom, you know, the tax cuts are working. Okay. So let's go the other way. Let's say you have a booming economy in the first couple of years. So let's say you get a 10% return the first year, an 8% return the second year, and then a 5% annual ongoing. Now what's her break even, Carrie? 86. See, you've got to crunch enough numbers so that and you got to, you know, because the, the robot's going to forget to ask you the different ways you want to run it. That's why that's why we help a lot with our clients. Right. And that's just an, one example of how that financial planning math modeling really helps people get better benefits from the decision and the peace of mind that they made the right decision. And in other cases where we've had um, 
clients come back and say, oh, I went to Social Security office and I just took the lump sum. Well, then it's running the number saying, does that affect your spending based on the original plan? What does that look long term? Because we were planning on you taking that higher benefit. Does that change anything? Does that change the cash flow? And you can play a lot of those if then games through those ma- the modeling. And when we give our clients recommendations, it's based on analysis. And, and I love it, Mark, when people call and they want a quick answer. Now, some things are, but most of them are, do you want the, you always say, do you want the quick answer or do you want the right answer. There you go. And I think people are more comfortable by making those decisions or or sometimes seeing the result of their quick decisions when they can see these different what if scenarios. Um, and that's what we do at the estate planning team. I wanted to remind people the other way we can help you um, is come to our educational classes that we have planned this fall. Our planning classes are about strategies and concepts in general. And both of the classes this fall incorporate the new tax law changes and and both workbooks, even though they're different topics, have the new tax tables. Um, We have September 18th at 3 p.m. right in Middleburg Heights. If you are 59 and a half or older and you have IRAs, company plans, or similar assets, we're going to talk about rules with regard to these assets costly mistakes, misconceptions. We're going to talk about minimum required distribution and how in many cases it can create more tax dollars for the government, Roth contributions versus Roth conversions. And I think people get that confused, especially now too. A lot of companies are now Roth offering Roth 401ks. Um, we're going to talk about strategies to minimize the long-term tax impact. And um, what about designing your own distribution plan? And, and really, this is the time of the year. If you have these assets, you may want to look at, especially under these new tax rates, maybe you want to take more than the minimum if you're someone already taking. So if you are 70 and a half or older, this is still a great class to attend. Again, that's September 18th at three o'clock in Middleburg Heights. We do ask that you pre-register. So we have enough workbooks available and the class is about two and a half hours. Um, and the other class is for retirees and people nearing retirement. And we're talking about all the issues that impact your lifestyle and what are things to do um, in preparation for your retirement. And then during your retirement years, and we'll talk about retirement rules that you hear all the time and they're all in headlines, but they're often misunderstood and misused. Right. Well, you know, you know the 80% rule is a famous mm-hmm. one we talk about or the 4% rule, or we'll be talking about Carl Nassib's uh, rule of seven. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Or just, of, you, I taught, you know, I got to, I'm going to try to find that. Carl Nassib's, uh, the Cleveland Browns defensive lineman, um, when he was trying to describe the rule of 72, Einstein's, uh, okay. You're going to play that interest. one of these weeks? I, I may, I may, I'll try to find that before the end, Carrie. Go ahead. But, um, we'll also talk about financial disruptors. Are you worried about rising healthcare costs, social security elections, pension elections, um, inflation, understanding the new tax law changes and what's good and bad and putting that all together. And um, both of our classes are, there's no product sales or an investment agenda. It's really getting into the planning strategies and concepts. Um, it's October 3rd. It's a central location right in Independence. Is it 6 p.m.? Um, I know we have a good number of people already registered, so make sure you register early. Um, you can call 440 239 2090. 
That's 440-239-2090 to register or go online to financialfoodforthought.com. You can register. If you send an email online, you'll get a confirmation. Um, if it's this weekend, you'll get it within 48 hours. If you don't get a confirmation, call us or send it again. We always respond Right. That every email. Right. And um, and again, if you haven't been to one of our classes, we're maybe a little bit different than what you're thinking of a financial planning class. In other words, it's not where you come in, we turn off the lights and turn on an overhead, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, PowerPoint presentation. That's not what we do. Um, we keep our class sizes small, purposely. Um, but we felt that over, we've been doing them for decades, and we felt that the smaller class size tends to work better and so people feel that they have an opportunity to ask their own question as well as there's not too many people that you can't get anything else but questions, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so to think about when your, your school days, right? Didn't you always prefer the smaller class size mm-hmm. than the huge class size? Mm-hmm. So that's what we've tried to model that in our classes. That's why we do them often and try to keep the size right. smaller. Um, yeah. Now, the other thing too is, we're going into an election season, all right? Uh, granted, it's just the midterms. It's not, you know, the POTUS. That's the big ones coming in 2020. I can't wait for that year. But it's still, Carrie, you're going to start hearing the campaign promises, right? And mm-hmm. you'll, you'll start hearing the... Oh, I'm not ready for that. You'll start hearing <laughs> the agendas being rolled out, you know, because 2020 is coming quickly. Um. So when we get when we wrap up the back to school series here, we're going to start shifting over to the um, election and, and the politics a little bit. And but it's already started, Carrie. So so do you feel the burn this week, Carrie? No, I don't feel the burn ever. <laughs> Bern, Bernie Sanders came out with a couple of things this week, and it raised some eyebrows. And we got some, you know. And one is that you know Bernie Sanders, he's got the he's got the. Um, a new Social Security bill out there mm-hmm. that he knows how to fix Social Security. Okay. Well, well didn't, haven't we said that's a much easier fix? Raise payroll taxes, raise the cap. Right. I don't know. I think that's probably the easy one. Um, right. And, and so what did he So He laid out a plan this week and basically it had three legs to it. Um, first, um, it would set the Social Security Administration's funding at 1.5% of overall benefit payments. Last year, despite a $952.5 billion in expenditures, the SSA received just $6.5 billion in funding to run offices and pay employees. Though it was an improvement from $6.2 billion in funding apportioned for 2016, the fact remains that the program's funding has declined 9% since 2010 as its beneficiary count has grown by 15%. Right. With ever, uh, Think about how many people. Right. Are. Okay. Secondarily, Sanders' would bill would address the exceptionally long wait times those applying for disability um, you know, to contend with. In, uh, so to get, you know, if you're applying for disability, you're going right. to get it quicker. Um, this bill would eliminate the five-month waiting period to receive benefits for approved Social Security disability insurance uh, for recipients. A third, uh, it would replace a moratorium on the closure of Social Security field offices and contact situ- uh, stations that are on the front lines of providing service to the American public. We just talked about that, right? Right. The Social Security offices, not only are they getting more crowded because they're, they're right. closing them. So now the... the do you think this has any chance? This sounds good, right? It sounds all good. Carrie, what what chances does this have of passing? None. Zero. I, zero. Zero right. point zero. You know, yeah, I don't Belushi's get Belushi's grade point average. Yeah, and, I don't get it. I don't. 
I don't get excited about Bernie Sanders. Um, it, you know, and you know, it's just not. I mean, the you know the budget offices, whatever they're saying, it, it would cost. It doesn't seem to be that expensive. They said if you if you um, if you were making, you know, because they would raise, the, they would say you'd have to raise the payroll tax, which I right. still say they're going to do anyway. Right. But. Or and what is the cap now, Mark? They keep raising the cap. It's like 120 something. Right. Yeah. Um, now it, it's um, so they're saying on a hundred thousand dollars of wages, you would need an additional hundred seventy dollars going towards this program, this bill. But the reason why they're not going to address this bill because this bill does nothing to address the the all the shortfall we already know that it's coming. Right. This is an addition to fixing that. Right. Well, I think they need to fix that first. Right. The other thing that Bernie did, he he another bill. He called it. He introduced the Stop Bad Employers by Zeroing Out Subsidies bill. Now he came up with a tricky. See, the Democrats love coming right. up with these tricky acronyms for these bill names. So it's really oh, Stop yeah, like the, Bezos. Okay. Okay. So this is his. You know, he doubled down on going against the war with Amazon. Mm-hmm. Okay. I haven't talked about Amazon lately, have I, Carrie? No, but did you see this week? I didn't realize how much he gives to, it's a nonpartisan, I don't know if you saw yeah, that this week. I heard to, something to, about it, it helps trying to get people who have served in the military, veterans right. into office. Yeah. And it doesn't matter on either Which side. Which political party, yeah. right. Yeah. He I forgot some, how many, bill, did he give million or oh, 10 it's million? It's mil, 10 million maybe? Yeah, I, don't know. I think so. I don't know how he can afford that. Um, the first trillionaire, <laughs> but anyways, so, so I have, I'm going to, I, you know, I always so much to talk about Amazon, but I, you know, not today, but, um, but you know, he's, he directly, what he wants to do, what Sanders wants to do, he wants to impose a hundred percent tax on corporations with 500 more employees equal to the amount of money their employees receive in federal benefits, such as food stamps or subsidized housing. What? Okay. So he says if, if, if he's telling Bezos, hey, look at it, you're a- Amazon, you're a trillion dollar company. If, if you can't, if, if a lot of the workers that you, that are working full time for you are on food stamps because they're, they, they're not even at the, um, minimum, you know, the minimum value for right. poverty, you got to pay them, you know, we're going to tax you on what we're, what we're, what it costs us to give them the food stamps because you got to pay them a living wage. But I'm sure it's not everyone at Amazon, isn't it? No, just the ones that are. Uh, how can you start it? Okay, so the government's going to start telling us. I'm not saying maybe he shouldn't pay people more or maybe, hey, after 90 days, if they're good employees, some type of incentive program. But well, at the, the only- same time, you're going to have a government start dictating a company on, hey, you're going to be fine because you don't pay enough. The only incentive I see here going on here is the incentive for Bezos. They hire more robots. Because I care. Last right. time I checked, robots don't get food stamps. Right. All right. Um, so, you know, what the... Robots uh, don't pay payroll taxes either, Mark. They're going to have to. Right. Uh, um, they're going to have to pay Social Security and Medicare. I I, I think they will. I, I, don't, course, know, I don't know I, what they're going to call it. I don't but, think they're going to get food stamps, but I right. think I think they're going to have to, you know, I think they're going to have to exactly pay... That's exactly probably what... Look how many, like, McDonald's that when people had to raise the minimum wage, they, you know, they put those kiosks in. You know, um, you heard... Um, you heard Elon Musk talking about the robots. <laughs> What's I saw going him on with him? Pot in an interview. <laughs> what is he doing? Uh, yeah, with Joe Rogan's. Uh, he was okay. He was legal. He was in California, but drinking whiskey and smoking pot. What's the guy doing? I, I mean, he he he's like President Trump. He gets more you know press than, than anyone. Um, 
But, you know, and that interview, that's what they asked him. You know, they asked him because did you hear PETA? PETA was upset because, um, you, you know, oh, PETA's um, always upset. Yeah. Boston Scientific, they're, they're the guys that make the robots, Carrie, yeah. one of the companies. So they're making a robotic dog that's just amazing, you know, that. Right. So there was a, there was this YouTube thing where, where the Boston Scientific engineers, they were trying to kick the robot dog over just to, just to Show illustrate how, it probably, how, how, how so, agile it is. How it corrects. Or- PETA didn't like that. Okay, PETA only is for animals. No, apparently they're just as concerned about <laughs> robot dogs as they are uh, uh, canines. So they got upset. That's anyway, ridiculous. So, I was just saying. So yeah. while, while you know, so well, while, well, I think while he, Elon's you know toting on the the, the butt, uh, you know, the, uh, Rogan <laughs> asked him. He said, "Well, what about you know, you know, is it okay to kick robots?" And uh, Musk, you know, he kind of came back and jokingly said, well, no, I wouldn't kick. You know, I think it may be unwise to kick robots because they have a very good memory. But my whole point is, you know, uh, Bernie Sanders, are you just giving more incentive for companies to hire robots? Yeah, you got to be careful of that. Um, all right. So that's kind of what's happening with Bernie. I was going to say, when you mentioned PETA, did you see that, um, was it a week or two ago, they were too busy in Maine wanting to erect a memori- memorial for all the lobsters that have been caught and eaten. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, do we have bigger problems than that? I would, then people worrying about a, um, a machine being kicked. All right. Well, um, I want to talk about the third way um, the estate planning team can help you. Um, not only do you can also call us and do a free consultation by phone. We understand people are busy. And that's true. If you're working, you're already in retirement and you want to just maybe get a, a sense of, hey, can you help? Is your services appropriate for us? Um, you can do that as well. And again, we offer the free, no obligation, no pressure consultation. Um, we really only only are able to, or we only work with people we're able to bring value and benefit. And not only are our plans customized, our fees are. Some people come in and want us to do a pension analysis or social security election, or um, sometimes, Mark, we've run into, and we haven't talked about it, and I know at the class, sometimes you do um, the NUA um, strategy of somebody who has yeah, a lot of company stock in their 401k and wants that strategy analyzed and right, maybe the net unrealized help appreciation. Co- and help coordinating with the other advisors really don't know when to start but want to make sure that your um, I's are dotted and your T's are crossed. Um, so we have hourly and comprehensive fees. So if you want to come in, you can do a consultation by phone as well. And you can contact us through the website at financialfoodforthought.com or check out the fall planning classes. They're free to attend, great helpful information, or call for a consultation at 440-239-2090 or financialfoodforthought.com. All right. Um, so we're, we're talking about college funding and, and Carrie, sometimes we get the question, there's a debate going on there in America. You know, is it better to fund my college education using like a 529 plan mm-hmm. or a Roth IRA? So there's a lot of history behind this. Both are what we call, you know, we've come to the class where we always talk about the tax wrappers, you know, with the idea that, you know, how an asset is taxed, you know, both during your lifetime and at the time of your death, for example. And we like the tax free ones. Okay. Um, And there's a few in there, but two of them that are in that category are 529 plans and Roth IRAs. Right. Now, we're talking about income tax right now. You know, one of the th- one of the things in the past when we were worried about estate taxes back in the olden days, 
you know, before the federal state tax exemption was eleven point one eight million, and before Ohio repealed their estate tax, it was a different solution because you know, in in that in those between those two options, if you was let's say as a grandparent died still owning, you know, still custody of your Roth IRA, obviously that Roth IRA would be subject to estate taxes. Okay. Um, whereas if you had money in a 529 plan for grandchildren, that was not considered in your estate for estate tax purposes. That was clarified up in the potential, uh, the, uh, pension protection act earlier, a number of years ago. So a lot of people who in the olden days, when the federal state tax exemption was much, 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 much lower, they mm-hmm. couldn't have the luxury of just building money up in a Roth IRA if if they didn't spend it or whatever or died before they spent it was going to be subject to a 40, 50 percent estate tax. OK, now when they're not a threat of estate taxes, there's no problem letting the Roth IRA build up. Right um, now. Which helps people in case you need the money. Maybe you don't want to gift money. You're not sure you might need down the road. Right. So you can now start weighing the difference because if, if um, you know, because what are the benefits of the 529 plan? Well, that's, you know, again, it's an income tax free. Um, if you fund the Ohio, you may get an Ohio income tax deduction for funding. Now, they raised that this year. So I wonder if Ohio saw Roth IRAs as a little competition to the Ohio 529 plans. Because in the prior years, you could only, you, the uh, most Ohio deduction you could get per year per child was $2,000. They doubled that this year in 2018. Okay. So now it's $4,000, right? Um, also, you know, the, um, but the, the problem with the Roth, or, you know, I'm sorry, the problem with the 529 is that um, you've got to follow the rules. Okay. In other words, what right. can the what can the money be used for if you want to get the tax free treatment? All right. So you know it has to be at what they call a qualified you know expense, right? Um, so that would include tuition, room and board, books and supplies, uh, mandatory fees, you know those types of things. Even off campus housing to a point, you know okay. you can't you can't you know, be living in the Taj Mahal off campus, right. but you know you know you know equivalent to what the dorm would be. Um, so, you know, you, you can talk about, you know, and, but, you know, one of the things is um, now like the Roth IRA, for example, also sitting in a tax free, no restrictions on when you want to use it. So if you have a, 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 a grandson going to college and you want to help them out, you can just take money out of your Roth IRA tax free, assuming, you know, that it's been in there for longer than five years. Right. Um, and you could start taking out and using that with no restrictions. All right. Um, so and 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 it's also you're not labeling. It has to go to one individual. It's just sitting in your Roth IRA. Right. And you can decide, um, uh, you know, how to use it. If Johnny doesn't go to college, maybe his sister Mary is. OK. Now, with the 529, with, you know, specific beneficiaries, you can change beneficiaries, but it's more complicated. right? And don't you have more flexibility with the Roth? What type of assets you can own? Sure. You know, There's I a mean, much more flexibility. Right. Um, and, you know, and and, you know, so it's, you know, it, it's let's see what else. Oh, here, for example. OK. Like a lot of people, we get the question, OK, Mark, can I use the 529 to pay off? my kids or my grandkids student loans okay that's a good question and no you really can't all right um which is too bad right because you know student loans don't really you know are not considered a qualified expense because it's a timing thing you know the idea is that it's got to be the expense has got to be current 
All right. Um, so you may be paying. Maybe that's a law change they should pass. Um, but of course, <laughs> you know, but you could use the Roth IRA to pay right. off the student Which loans um, if you wanted to. And, you know, in tax free. Um, so, you know, it, it's. I don't know what's the right answer for you. Well, you know, you could say, well, Mark, can I put a lot more into a 529 than I can a Roth IRA? Well, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the Roth IRA, well, you can convert your IRA to Roth with no limit. But if you're talking about Roth IRA contributions, yeah, you're going to be limited. You know, to $5,500 a year plus another 1000 if you're, you know, old enough, over 50. Um, you know, with a 529 plan, you, you can, you can use a lot. As a matter of fact, now the 529 plan is subject to the gifting allowance, right? So, you know, you're allowed to, you know, give up to, you know, the current gifting allowance is $15,000 a year, right? Um, but you, and with the 529 plans, you can fund up the, you can super fund them. You can fund up the five years of gift allowances in okay. for a year, you know, and you and your wife can each give 15,000. So it's pretty high, right? <laughs> you know, you can get in there. Um, so if that's, you know, that's your case, you might want to look at that. Um, so, you know, and I don't know if you need to fund that much. So you could say, well, Mark, I, I, I like the idea of, of super funding the 529. So what would my lump sum have to be in? Well, what would it have to be? Um, well, you know, that's what we have to kind of figure out. All right. Um, now, for example, let's say you have a newborn and you say, okay, you want to, you know, super fund or immediately fund, you know, an account that would over time um, grow to the amount that you need for school. Okay. All right. So let's say you're using a $20,000 today's cost. Okay. All right. And let's say you're going to assume that the college costs are going up by 5%. Okay. So, and let's assume that you're, you're you know, you're going to super fund, you're going to fund it in one year. How much would you have to put in and assume, let's say it's growing at 5%. Now, this is where you customize it because you can, you know, what inflation rate do you want to use on college and what rate of return you want to use on your investment? Mm-hmm. And you, like you said, you may want to run a couple different ones, right? So can you do that math in your head, Carrie? You know, oh. I'm, you know okay, so the robot, you know, put that in the robot. The answer is 80,000 bucks. So if you put in 80,000 bucks in year one in 18 years, you know, you're going to have, um, you know, 183,000 in there and that should cover the future cost of a four year degree, you know, because your $20,000 cost today is going to be, you know, 45, 46,000 in 18 years growing at 5%. So, you know, but that's kind of how you're doing it. So these are the ways, you know, are you crunching enough numbers? So you're, it's leaving you in a decision-making mode. Right, and if you want to come out to our free educational classes, schedule a free consultation by phone or in person, you can call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit our website at financialfoodforthought.com. That's financialfoodforthought.com. All right, go Browns. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars. The preceding program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.